0: My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here.
1: Welcome to the family, here on Purple Mafia. It is December the 2nd, a Monday, 2013. This is episode number 157 of Purple Mafia. The number keeps climbing, and, uh, well, kind of, sort of, so do the winds, right? <laughs> sort of, right? <laughs> well, the numbers have, uh, the losses haven't been climbing. Um, the fan base isn't growing. It's generated by the, uh, you know, just listenership isn't been high and I understand it's I guess people just don't want to hear about Vikings football right now um I'm sorry to hear that I understand though uh, yeah that's just the way things are going right now but the Vikings did win the game yesterday against the Chicago Bears it's gonna be uh, as per usual of course we're going to review the game in the first segment. Second segment, we're going to preview the next week's game, but also the NFC North Roundup. That'll be very brief because it's just two games. Vikings played the Bears and the Lions played the Packers on Thanksgiving. <laughs> ah, you know where that laugh came from. Of course, we'll also have a little brief story as well to uh, well, talk about why Aaron Henderson wasn't available <clears throat> last week's show. But uh, our last week's game and all that good stuff. Yeah, his personal reason. Yeah, it was personal, right? Um, but yeah <laughs> Purple Mafia is available on the dot com and on iTunes. I do thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It is wonderful indeed to have you on board again. Do get to the dot Don't forget to check out the other shows on that website. The Court Sci, or excuse me, the Crossover Podcast. You got uh Rusty and P Mac. New York Knicks, Brooklyn Nets, all that good stuff. And of course my other two shows, Timberwolves Explosion and Brave the Wild. Very uh, self-explanatory there. Timberwolves and Wild shows also on iTunes. Very simple. Sorry to throw those extra plugs in there. Usually I just say thesportstuff.com but uh, oh well, I just figured I'd throw that in there as well. My bad. Alright, so yes, the Vikings defeated the Chicago Bears, and of course, yes, the third segment of the show will be the fan interaction, and with that will lead off with a call from Brent Jacobson, so um, that was uh, unfortunately a call that could have been on the last show, but uh, the schedule just wasn't going to allow it last week, and I didn't get the call in time, so I do apologize for that, um, but yeah, the Vikings defeated the Chicago Bears, yeah, all kinds of stuff to talk about in this one, a entertaining game in, in some way, yeah, just a silly, silly game, really, to be honest with you, um, I don't think very few people are going to disagree with that statement, just, just a silly game, like, what the hell, uh, it's nice to win, it's nice to win, but of course, draft, draft chasers, a little frustrated, I'm sure, with it, uh, Jacksonville won again, yes, Jacksonville won again, Uh uh-huh, Tampa Bay didn't, but, uh, all those teams have three wins, now the Vikings are actually ahead of all those teams, like we were before, because we have a tie, so the win percentage a little bit higher than them. The uh, the the Jags have won their third game, though that's kind of surprising. Uh, yeah, all kinds of good stuff right there. Um, Houston did not win. New England almost lost to them. That was funny, but nice little comeback by the Patriots. Much to uh, the cold chagrin, of course. Or excuse me, the. Texans chagrin. They're complaining, oh, the Patriots stole our plays. Oh, get over it. That's a little old news. Thanksgiving games, yeah, okay. They're, they're usually not too good. Pittsburgh and Baltimore was alright. Nice to see Baltimore beat Pittsburgh because I'm not a fan, of course. But yeah, those Thanksgiving games just, uh, for the most part, they're not too great, but I'm sure a lot of Viking fans enjoyed it and watching the Packers get absolutely slaughtered by the Detroit Lions, Detroit Lions, Tigers, whatever, right? Lions, Tigers, Bears, oh my! Anyhow, enough of all that. Let's get to let's get to our team as um, well, out of the playoffs as they are, but at least uh, they won a game, I suppose. Uh, well, yeah, the final score, of course, another overtime game. The Vikings almost tied again, which is kind of funny. That's why I'm calling the title of the show "Win, Loser, Draw" because it's like, well, what the hell are we going to do? Win, Loser, Draw in this one? <laughs> It was a, a very wild game, a 23 to 20 victory for the Minnesota Vikings. They are now three, eight, and one on season. the season. The hockey record will continue the rest of the year. Three columns for the Vikings. Chicago Bears dropped to six and six. Ah, boy, Chicago Bears way to take control of the of a very, very, very winnable division. I mean, that's just ridiculous. If you're going to win the division, you have to win games like this one. Have to. Vikings basically handed it to you late in the game. We'll get to that uh, near the end of the review. They basically handed it to you, and you still didn't win the game. Unbelievable. Uh, The first two quarters were pretty boring, other than Cordero Patterson, uh, well, yeah, rushing for a 33-yard touchdown. That was pretty cool, wasn't it? That was actually very cool. Uh, Unexpected. (laughs) 33 yards. Um, One of those reverse plays showing his athleticism. Scampered for a 33-yard touchdown, so that was very cool to see. Adrian Peterson, of course, 211-yard day. Amazing game for the Minnesota Vikings, and Adrian Peterson, 35 carries, 6 yards even a carry. 23 for a long, so it was just an overall, kind of a Terrell Davis type of game for Adrian Peterson. Just power running and getting first downs, blowing through everybody. Running back like that could win a Super Bowl, but unfortunately, yeah running games like that can help you win a Super Bowl, but unfortunately you need a good quarterback job, and the Vikings haven't really had a good quarterback for a while. They they had, they had one for one year in 2009, but unfortunately, yeah. Anyhow, um, Christian Ponder, certainly not as good as he was against Green Bay last week. Not even close. Pretty lousy, really lame first half. In fact, he threw for 40 yards in the first half. 40 yards in the first half. Christian Ponder just... Unbelievable, terrible, terrible game by Christian Ponder. Actually, to be honest with you, a very nondescript first quarter. Yes, Adrian Peterson was getting yards on the ground, but it's just Ponder completely the same old ineffective garbage player that he is. Didn't turn the ball over, but a quarterback rating of 54%. That's not going to get it done. I mean, that was the whole first half before he got sandwiched between two defensive linemen. It was a Christian Ponder sandwich. Oh, that's funny, isn't it? Well, it's going to have to be funny so laugh, damn it. Okay, um, yeah, uh, Christian Ponder, just another concussion. That's just all we're hearing about in hockey and in football. Concussion Junction is back. Um, I had a wild show back in, was it 2010? I called it Concussion Junction because it's just getting ridiculous. Everybody's getting concussions. Well, Ponder's on the list now. It's just nonstop, never ends. Josh Freeman's so-called concussion, I'm pretty sure he's healthy and ready to go but he was inactive uh Josh Freeman's never going to play a game for the Minnesota Vikings unless like unless like somebody's like out for the season, you know, that type of injury and then the next guy either gets hurt or plays really bad. You know, that's the only way Josh Freeman is going to be playing in a game. Like somebody's going to have to have an out for this out for the season type of injury for him to even be activated. It's an absolute joke. He's not even activated. They're obviously like, "Okay, we wasted 2 million on this guy. Sorry about that." Uh that's like a Brandon Roy type of move by David Kahn with the Minnesota Timberwolves. You know, you bring in a guy for like five five games in the NBA, you know, it's that's about gosh, that's still about that's a I wouldn't even I don't even want to do the math, but let's just pretend that's like playing one game in the NFL. <laughs> and that's it. Um, good job. You know, you give a guy millions of dollars to play one game. <laughs> uh <laughs> funny, yeah. Good stuff. All right, yeah, Josh Freeman will never play a down for the Vikings. May never even play another down in the NFL, you know. It just might end up that way. That's how bad it's gotten. There must be something on Josh Freeman that's like, this guy's not worth five cents. Good stuff. Uh, Matt Castle, very strong in the game. Yeah, kind of like he was in the Pittsburgh Steelers game when the Vikings won, actually won their first game of the year in, we all know, London. Yes, sir, London and the United Kingdom, England. Good times for Matt Castle. He was the king of the castle in London, and um, well, he was the semi king of the castle. Castlevania Two, <laughs> Castlevania Two, Matt's Quest um, was very solid in the second half. He took the Vikings down the field, looked pretty good up and down, over and over on continuous drives in the game. Not dominant, but but very good. Uh, Two hundred and forty three yards over sixty percent passing eighty. Point seven quarterback rating did have a interception in there. Not a pretty pass, but whatever. I mean, what, you, what are you going to expect from Matt Castle? He's not going to make anyone uh, blush. No, he's not making anyone blush, but hey. Adequate game. Kind of like a Gus Ferrat type when Ferrat was replacing Tavares Jackson. That's basically where we're at. We're at the Ferrat and Jackson type of situation again, though. I wouldn't even put Matt Castle as Gus Ferrat. I mean, Ferrat was better than Castle. (laughs) Though Castle's game yesterday was about what Ferrat was in the past, so we'll leave that as is. This is just a wild, nasty game. First half was crap, of course. Second half, the uh, bombs went off, of course. Vikings looked good early. Matt Castle, well, uh, excuse me. No, they didn't look good early. (laughs) I'm crazy. It was the fourth quarter when the Vikings picked up. But um, Joe, Chris Cook may lost his job in the NFL. Not not even just with the Vikings, but in the NFL in that third quarter. I don't know why the hell I was talking about. Yeah, I don't know. He get confused sometimes, but we all know what happened. Matt Castle driving the Vikings later in the game. That's what really happened. Him and Greg Jennings finding some nice chemistry down the stretch. <laughs> Son of a bitch, finally scored a touchdown. Greg Jennings, about time. But anyhow, let's get back to Chris Cooks. Uh, speaking of touchdowns. Also Jeffrey looking like freaking Kelvin Johnson out there against Chris Cook, but who doesn't look like Kelvin Johnson against Chris Cook? It. Um, I, I'm not trying to be funny here. I'm not even trying to be. It just is funny. That's all. It just is. That's all. I mean, you just watch Chris Cook play. It's funny, hilarious. The first time it was an 80 yard touchdown because Chris Cook. Well, the. I mean, and yeah, you probably could blame it on some of the coaching. I'm sure you can. Bad sets. I'm sure we're going to hear that time and time again. (laughs) I'm sure we're going to hear that time and time again because uh, Alan Williams can't coach anything. He's the worst defensive coordinator in football. There's no doubt about it. But at the same time, Chris Cook doesn't belong in the NFL. No, um, (laughs) Judd Zolget even said that during the, uh, what is it called, vent line. Again, not that they need a plug, but just saying... (laughs) Um, it's true though, I mean, Chris Cook doesn't belong in the NFL, he's garbage, he's garbage, he doesn't belong in this team, for sure, can't guard any, I mean, he's never done anything, he's, of course, he had that domestic dispute, Bolsheviks, yeah, I I mean, I already swore earlier, I don't need to swear 19 times in this show, but um, he already had that, it's, ridiculous. I mean, the guy can't, yeah, that's all he's done. No, he's still yet to get a turnover in the NFL. Force a fumble, get an interception. He's done neither. Spectacular, but he's sure been giving up touchdowns beyond belief. Yeah, the first one, he basically had two two left feet was one of those deals. Yeah, he was keep trying to keep up with Jeffrey, who got past him, caught the ball, got past him, and then there was the two left feet deal, and 80 yards to pay that went I'll... Sh- Elshawn Jeffrey, and then Matt Kessler took the Vikings far in the third quarter, but no touchdown was made. <laughs> Blair Walsh ended up doing kicking a chip, chip shot, a thirty-two yard field goal. Vikings could not get the job done. I do believe this was either this, either this, or sometime in the fourth quarter when Ellison dropped a sure touchdown, one of his uh, one of his two humongous blunders in this game. Almost, he single-handedly almost cost the Vikings the game. But another guy that almost single-handedly cost the Vikings the game was uh, a man that was just got his that got the stuffing beat out of him, and that's Chris Cook. We're getting right back into that. There's two men that will, yeah, we'll be talking about shortly here. <laughs> We're going to continue to talk about for for a while here, anyway. Uh, Chris Cook destroyed by Elson Jeffrey again. This is the one where he absolutely looked like Calvin Johnson. The first one he looked like. Ah, I don't even know. I guess Kelvin Johnson. But the second one he really did. Chris Cook just, I mean, Jeffrey just caught it right over <laughs> Chris Cook. Chris Cook thinking he got pass-interfered with both times. And when he did the pass-interference gesture, it, it ran into the referee, and the referee ejected him And good times. And Chris Cook, looked like he wanted to smack the referee with his helmet. It looked like he was ready to do it. Cause Cook was took his helmet off and was holding it. Looked like he was ready to swing it into the referee's face. That would have been hilarious to watch. But um, Chris Cook can get mad all he wants. And I understand why he would be frustrated and all that good stuff. But uh, you can't play. You know, I'm sorry. Chris Cook can't play. And I think the Minnesota Vikings, if they don't know it already, need to know that, of course. And I know the old... The old... Uh, well, who who else are you going to put in? Who replaces him? You know, argument that people like to throw out. Well, I guess Marcus Sherrills, Who? Well, he's not the greatest cornerback in the league, but at least he doesn't get you killed. You know, he doesn't. He just doesn't. Funny how the Bears didn't uh, actually score another point the rest of the game after that. Isn't that funny? There there weren't any eighty-yard touchdowns or or forty-yard, forty-six-yard like bombs. That was actually much more of a impressive, much more of an impressive play than the 80-yard one. The 80-yard one was just a horrible defensive breakdown, right? 46 was a dominant just catch over Chris Cook. Uh, Looked like an over-the-back in in the NBA type of rebound. That might be why Chris Cook was complaining at the, the side judge, but so be it. Fourth quarter, very entertaining for Minnesota. Matt Castle completing a very nice drive. Which uh, multiple completions to Greg Jennings? They ultimately ended up with Greg Jennings in the end zone. It's about bleeping time. Sorry, sorry though, Greg Jennings, you're not getting any uh, Fran in Award, even though he actually led the Vikings in receptions for like the first time ever. And it's about damn time. I mean, I, I kind of forgot he existed. Cordero Patterson, we're forgetting he existed as well. Targeted four times, only one catch in the game. Cordell Patterson, come on. Uh, Jarius Wright, I love him. I I really do. He caught all three of the throw balls thrown to him for 53 yards. Just solid, you know. Obviously not not a high end player, but a real solid like third receiver in this league. I I would keep Chris Co- or Jarius Wright for as long as he can play in this league. I I really like him. Just valuable piece for this team. Always will be. Um, Jerome Simpson targeted nine times, only caught three. It's just classic Jerome Simpson. Do I need to say more? No. Classic Trome Simpson. Uh, John Carlson continues to be productive. Very productive, as Adam Carlson would say. (laughs) Uh, Very productive guy. Really happy to see John Carlson continue to have a solid year in relief of Kyle Rudolph, who, of course, with the the serious injury, indeed there. Uh, Nice, nice, strong season for John Carlson. It's just like, where was this before? It's... It's strange that we didn't see this before, to be honest. Three hundred and twenty five yards and a touchdown on the year, so it's like it's about bleeping time. It's been four weeks, I believe, since the injury to Kyle Rudolph. Yes. Uh I I gotta look at this. <laughs> I mean Greg Jennings he just drives me nuts. He he does, and I think I think there's I think all of you know why already. I mean if he doesn't drive you nuts, you're crazy. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, Chris Co- or Greg Jennings somehow actually has three touchdowns on the year, which is funny. It's like I don't even remember them. That's the sad part. <laughs> that's how sad it's been with this son of a gun. I mean, I don't even remember the touchdown he got. But, yeah, he got two touchdowns in Pittsburgh. So that's the funny part. Yeah, when the Vikings finally won a game, Greg Jennings was a factor. Yep, I remember now. Um, yeah. 92 yards in that game as well. And then he scored finally now. All these weeks later. It was still September, ladies and gentlemen, the last time Greg Jennings was in the end zone. I understand we don't have the best quarterbacks in the world. But are you telling me Greg Jennings couldn't uh, be a little bit more of a factor with this offense? Are you telling me Greg Jennings couldn't make, you know, couldn't at least make these quarterbacks look a little better once in a while? Well, I guess not. So, uh, nice forty seven million dollar investment there. Great. Um, we'll just leave that alone. Josh McCown uh, well, he did what he's been doing most of the time. He's been getting lots of yards. Not not dominant, but then again actually he was kind of dominant against his horrible defense, wasn't he? Oh, the secondary sucks. More reason why Chris Chris Spielman, yeah, his brother, right? Former Detroit Lion, but Rick Spielman, should he, he needs to go. Rick Spielman needs to go because he can't draft a quarterback or a cornerback, and as always it's just more and more evident every single game the Vikings play that Rick Spielman needs to go. the two most important positions in football quarterback and cornerback because this is a a passer this is a passer league now. you need to pass the ball effectively and you need to you need to stop the pass effectively if you're going to win in this league. And unfortunately, well, uh, if your general manager is putrid at at, uh, finding talent at both positions via the draft, he should not be the general manager. So there you go. The head coach should not be the head coach either because he has no idea what's going on. (laughs) Okay, not not that, you know, okay, yeah, I, I know these guys have forgotten more than most of us will ever know about football. But I'm just saying, compared to other NFL coaches, this staff is clueless. Um, Josh McCown throwing for 355 yards on the game, 64% completion percentage, quarterback rating of just under 115, two touchdowns, of course, both to Alshon Jeffrey, Alshon Jeffrey, excuse me. Oh, boy. Alshon Jeffrey doing a number on Chris Cook. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. I just... You look at Alshon Jeffrey's numbers in this game. Yeah, he did. He did numbers on Chris Cook, didn't he? Twelve catches. F- he was targeted fifteen times. There's a reason because you're gonna you're gonna get those. You're gonna get the, the catch against Chris Cook. You're not gonna have to worry about throwing in an INT. Two hundred and forty nine yards for Alshon Jeffrey, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, that's a lot. But <laughs> with that said. The Bears never scored again after Elson Jeffrey got those uh, two touchdowns against the wonderful Chris Cook. Wonderful Chris Cook. In a lot of ways, ladies and gentlemen, the story of the whole game was both teams almost refusing to win this game. The Vikings came back from down 20 to 10 to force overtime. Castle taking the Vikings down the field in a very solid uh, fourth quarter drive to tie the game a field goal. Good stuff. Uh, it was officially just 34 yards out. You know Blair Walsh isn't going to miss that. He did also add a 30-yard chip shot. Oh, excuse me. What am I talking about? The, the game-tying kick was a 30-yard chip shot. Excuse me. Um, with only 20 seconds left, so it's like you have to kick it. It's just like, kick it. Let's get to overtime. Blair Walsh is one of the best. We were down by three, so let's not screw around anymore. Blair Walsh is going to make this kick. Let's go to overtime. Or at least we're at home. <laughs> but the story, the really the whole story of the game was the overtime period. It was ridiculous. Both teams refusing to win. It was pretty funny. Um, yeah, it was about 40 yards out after the Chicago Bears failed to score on their first attempt, which then gave the Vikings a chance to just ice the game because obviously the overtime rule is when a team wins the coin toss they can't just drive down the field, kick a field goal and go home. no, if they kick a field goal, the other team gets a chance. So, But either way, if they fail, the other team can have the ball and kick a field goal and win because they got the second chance. You know, the Bears had a chance to do something earlier. Field goal would not have won the game, obviously, if the Bears uh, kicked, <laughs> kicked a field goal first. They would have tied it, and then overtime would have continued, a la Green Bay last week. But as mentioned, both teams refused to win this game for the longest time. Castle driving the Vikings down the field decently. But they hit fourth down, so Blair Walsh, 40-yard kick. He's probably going to make this. The kick is up. It's pretty much perfect. Vikings win. Oh, no. Nope. Nope. There is a flag on the field. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, a face mask by <laughs> Rhett Ellison. Yeah, Rhett. Good job. Nice uh, nice face mask there. Really Appreciate uh, what you had to contribute on that one. Face mask. Yep, 15-yard penalty. So Blair Walsh forced to kick a 55-yard, which uh, just did not go in. It was off, of course, wide to the left. Technically, yes, wide to the left. Good stuff. Really appreciate that. Thank you, Red Ellison. The Bears then drive down the the ball down the field, and on second and seven, second and seven, they elect like to kick a. 47-yard field goal, I mean, it's, uh, well, I mean, it's very makeable for a great kicker, but 47 yards, Robbie Gold, of course, um, why not continue a little bit, it's not like you're running out of time there, Mr. Tressman, Jim Tressman. what, what are you doing, they just said kick it, it's second and seven, at least, maybe you could get a, maybe you could run the ball and get a first down or something, like, at least run it down to fourth down, uh. What are you doing, Pressman? Do you not want to win the division? I mean, they could easily win the division, the Chicago Bears. Because, obviously, this was when it was sudden death. Obviously, when the Bears failed to score in their first attempt, it suddenly becomes sudden death. The Bears had this game won easily. But at the same time, you figure, okay, Robbie Gould will probably make it anyway. It's 47 yards out. No, 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 no. Wide left. Wide left. Vikings take over. A very easy, solid drive. Matt Castle completing a few passes to Greg Jennings. Adrian Peterson with some strong runs. And then there was a there was a uh, another chip shot for Blair Walsh. He's not going to miss this one, and he didn't. Thirty-four yards out, right through the uprights. See you later, Vikings. Win the Bears blow an opportunity to win the division. Uh, good for them, I guess. Uh, can't imagine that uh, old. <laughs> Dylan Richardson is happy about that one. Hopefully he's been listening. I don't know who's listening to the show anymore. What the hell? Where are all of you guys? <laughs> Remind your friends to listen to the show, will you? And I know it's because the Vikings are playing poorly and I need to just relax. I know. I know you don't hate me. I know you still love me, but hey, give me give me. A, I still have a right to be frustrated by the, the way things have headed. And who isn't? Yeah, the Vikings won the game. It would be nice to get a draft pick, but of course, this is uh, one of those years where, yeah, we would get the number one pick in a year when it's one of those these one of those drafts where you don't really know who is the best player. You really don't know. Um, remember the years with the Sam Bradfords and such. It's like, oh goody, look at Sam Bradford's doing it in St. Louis. Meh. And of course, that was before he got hurt. Yeah, I'm not saying, oh look, he got hurt. No, it's before he got hurt. He just didn't do uh, all that much for the. Vaunted St. Louis Rams, who yeah no they haven't done jack squat really ever since they got Sam Bradford. All right, enough of this game really for the most part. Pretty much what's been said, what's (laughs) what's pretty much all that's been said is what needed to be said. Greg Jennings played better uh, because it was Matt Castle. Christian Potter and Greg Jennings have never found any legitimate chemistry. Matt Castle and Greg Jennings without a doubt, have, they have the chemistry. It's two veterans playing like veterans, I suppose. And uh, Ponder and Jennings, there's just nothing there. There's just nothing to be said. Uh, so, yeah. I'm, it's like, so let's get to the Tavares Jackson Award. and uh, Excuse me, Fran Tarkenden Award and Tavares Jackson Memorial. All kinds of uh, ideas here about who should get to the Tavares Jackson. Fran Tarkenden Award has to go to Adrian Peterson. 211 yards on the ground a obviously his best game of the season so far. It was it was great to watch. Very cool. Two strong games consecutively by AP. Nice to see him gaining some of that two thousand yards, uh, <laughs> two thousand yard lore of last year. He's at about twelve hundred yards on the season now, and double digit touchdowns. I believe ten. Yes, that's right, ten on the year. And of course, Adrian Peterson can't get the Frank Tarkenton Award without mentioning. Not only does he have 10 touchdowns on the year, but now 10,000 yards for his career. Absolutely awesome. Very cool. Congratulations, Adrian Peterson. That is what it's all about right there. To 10,000, baby. 10,000. That is gold. That is spectacular. And he deserves all the respect in the world. Still got a ways to go though to catch Emmett Smith, which is his ultimate plan. Emmett Smith, eighteen thousand three hundred and thirty, or excuse me, three hundred and fifty-five yards. Adrian Peterson, amazingly, still twenty-seventh, only twenty-seventh on the uh, all-time list. But uh, just a few more, just like a couple more good years, and he'll be way up there. You know, it'll be you know, he'll be like fifth very soon. So that's the good part. Daniel Tomlinson, 5th all-time with 13,684, so very catchable. I think Adrian Peterson will be in the top 5, and will he get past that? We'll see. Uh would be very interesting to watch. Walter Payton, 16,726 yards. He played 12 years all with the Chicago Bears. Yes, sir. <laughs> Barry Sanders, 3rd all-time, 15,269, so Yep, it's a ways to go, but it can happen. It can be done. If Adrian Peterson throws in another 2,000-yard season, that'll really, really cut it short in a quick hurry. Man, it's just amazing, some of these guys. Like, Corey Dillon got that many? Wow, it's just weird. Corey Dillon, over 11,000. Ricky Waters, over 10,000. So, a lot of a lot of running. Thomas Jones. Wow, Thomas Jones, over 10,000. 2,591. He was a good running back, but it's like, huh, wow, he was, yeah, I didn't realize he was that high up. It's like, you just, you just don't realize some of these guys, how great they were at the time. Mm. Jerome Bettis, sixth all time, wow, very cool. Anyhow, let's call it a break, let's call it a, uh, <laughs> let's call it a game review, and let's call it a, well, not a career, but a uh, massive milestone for Adrian Peterson and many more to come, I hope. That is for damn Sure. We'll be back right after this to do that NFC North Roundup, and we will preview the Baltimore Ravens game coming next week. Do you shop on Amazon? Did you know that you could support this podcast? Just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportsstuff.com, and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. We are going and we are back here on Purple Mafia episode number 157, which is always a reminder for those of you on your mobile devices for Apple iPhones and iPods. Simply download Purple Mafia on iTunes. For Android products, download the uh, download us uh, via the Double Twist application. Yes, sir. You can find that in the store. The uh, the Double Twist application. Look us up in the podcasting section. Uh, simply type in purple Mafia, same thing for or actually well ultimately for Windows and Blackberry, simply type in purple Mafia in in the stores for those and you can listen to us, download and listen to us that way. So just letting you know always multiple ways you can listen to this show on the go and of course there's always the sportstuff.com. And all that good stuff. Yes, i got to get affiliated with uh, with, with a, another Viking website. Got to do that. Got to get affiliated with an actual Viking website. Never done that. I'm kind of mad at myself about that. Might, might help. Might help just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit, wouldn't it? Um, speaking of teams that need help, yeah, Detroit always lacks composure. They're never going to win anything, but they certainly won against the Green Bay Packers. Just open and close the NFC North Roundup uh, with one game. The Detroit Lions, on Thanksgiving Day, celebrated Thanksgiving with a win, which is something they honestly don't do very often because they've always been terrible. (laughs) They honestly don't win a lot of games on Thanksgiving. That's got to be depressing for for their fans. I would be like, I don't want to go to that stupid game on Thanksgiving. I'm tired of it. This team sucks. Why do I got to spend my Thanksgiving watching them lose? But, um, well, the Green Bay Packers... Did not uh, get the job done. Obviously, no Aaron Rodgers, and Detroit's semi-decent right now. They are officially the division leader. They're probably going to win the division the way things are going because it doesn't look like Chicago is going to win the division. Green Bay remarkably only has six losses. feels like they have eight or nine, but they are 5-6-1 and one on the season. Aaron Rodgers, if Green Bay has any hope to get into anything, needs to come back immediately. The Packers cannot afford to lose another game. And, of course, I'm not cheering for the Packers, but just mentioning that the Packers uh, all have basically no chance to make the postseason right now. The way things are headed, they will have to run the table with Aaron Rodgers coming back now. Now Green Bay not winning, not beating the Vikings at home really, really, really cost them. So congratulations to the Vikings for tying the Packers and really screwing up their season in a big way. Matthew Stafford threw for his usual 3 billion yards, but also multiple interceptions and multiple touchdowns. Carson Palmer Jr. is Matthew Stafford. When he was, uh, of course, Carson Palmer was when he was with the Cincinnati Bengals. It was always like this. Tons of yards, tons of touchdowns, and multiple interceptions as well. Quarterback rating, 98.5. He looked pretty good against a just useless Green Bay Packers secondary. Um, They're as bad as the Vikings, honestly. Their, Their defense just absolutely, positively sucks. Detroit defensive line shutting down Eddie Lacy in a big way with only 16 yards and 10 rushes. Packers were behind the whole game anyway. Matt Flynn about as effective as uh, Eddie Lacy against Detroit completing 50% of his passes. Fumbling twice. Fumbling twice and throwing an interception. Three turnovers for Matt Flynn. Looking more a lot more like Johnny Flynn formerly of the Minnesota Timberwolves, which was basically useless out there. I guess any form of NBA defense, he couldn't do jack squat. Matt Flynn couldn't do jack squat against this tough Detroit Lions front line. Green Bay Packers are done. Green Bay Packers are done. Detroit, (laughs) we'll see if they can actually win a division title. I have no idea. Reggie Bush continuing to be the MVP of the Detroit Lions, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Though some people may argue that it is Matthew Stafford. Ah, it's Reggie Bush. He's been the most consistent solid player all season, even though he's not the kind of guy that is that explosive, like super duper legend running back like Adrian Peterson is 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 heading towards. But he does get the yards, does Reggie Bush? Another hundred yard game. Hundred yeah, hundred plus yard game. Three only three touchdowns on the year rushing. But um (laughs) it's been an overall strong season for him in a lot of ways, 448 yards receiving as well. So he's already got well over a 1,000 total yards on the year, six touch or five touchdowns total because he's got two receiving Reggie Bush. Really, really opening things up for Detroit. He's a big reason why they have a winning record this year, but so is Joyke Bell because they have a nice running back tandem, 94 yards against that hapless Green Bay defense. He also adding a touchdown for the Detroit Lions. Nobody on Green Bay... Really did anything in this game. Absolutely nobody. It was just a a complete laugher in a lot of ways. Complete laugher. Um, James Jones, 79 yards. That's the MVP for the Packers, I got to say. At least on the offensive side of the ball, Green Bay's defense, can't imagine they did all that much. And really, well, Nick Perry got a sack. That's about it. Good for him. Detroit Lions racked up the sacks. Oh, did they ever. Oh, my God. (laughs) Ziggy... Ansah with two sacks. Devin Taylor with two sacks. Dominick and Sue, as uh, <laughs> Dylan Richardson says, with a sack, and he was very dominant in the game. Louis Delmas with a sack, and Stephen Talach with a sack. Den- uh, Denver, what am I talking about? Detroit with seven seven sacks on, <laughs> on Johnny Flynn, right? No, Matt Flynn. Seven sacks. Good night, Green Bay sucks. It's over for them. Too bad. Too bad. So sad. Um, and of course, that's not just me being a rube saying Green Bay sucks. No, they do suck. They're not going to go anywhere. There's no doubt about it. It's over for Green Bay. Uh, that would wrap up the. <laughs> that would wrap up the uh, review for the NFC North because the Minnesota Vikings beat the Bears in overtime. So that's the whole NFC North right there. Isn't that great? Yeah. Well, at least we won. At least be one, damn it. That's about it. Oh boy, the NFC North. Does anybody really believe? I mean, the NFC North's not going to do anything this year, are they? Who's going to win this hapless division and lose in the first round to New Orleans or somebody? Well, it won't be the New Orleans. It'll be like San Francisco. Probably they'd probably be the number three seed because, um, yeah, Seattle's going to win that division. Um, there's just no doubt about it. Seattle's got it. Uh, they're beating the Saints right now, pretty strongly. Minnesota heads to Baltimore. a oh goody. On Sunday, December the 12th, Baltimore, Maryland. Yes, sir. Baltimore, Maryland. The world champion Baltimore Ravens are 6-6 six six on the year. They defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers most recently on Thanksgiving. So they got to take part in that Thanksgiving turkey daily that they do every year. Now there's three Thanksgiving games, not two. Baltimore Ravens beating their arch-rival Pittsburgh Steelers, two teams that have always been pretty similar with clutch quarterbacks and great defenses, without a doubt, and, a, and some decent wide receivers as well. Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, man, it's amazing they actually have five wins on the year, considering how terrible they were back when the Vikings played them in September, but um, at the end of September, five and seven on the year. This pretty much put the six feet of dirt on the Pittsburgh Steelers, i got to think. Uh, Baltimore Ravens staying alive by a thread at 522-10 to 10. Uh, not a very fun game to watch necessarily but not a bad game, uh, it was well quarterbacked I suppose Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco as Dennis Green likes to say is completing sev- almost 70% of his passes uh, Ben Roethlisberger about 63 ish. but anyhow what's Baltimore going to do against Minnesota uh, they're probably going to win and keep their season alive I gotta think I gotta think. They still have all their weapons. They still have Ray Rice, who can catch and and run. He's got a little bit of Reggie Bush to him. And in fact, he can be extremely explosive at times. Didn't do all that much against Pittsburgh's aging and not so good defense. Um, Baltimore's defense is still pretty good, but obviously they they were aging. Obviously, Ed Reed's no longer there. They're not the same team. Yeah, we know that. Uh, of course, <laughs> no Ray Lewis either. He's he's no longer there. He actually meant it when he quit. Man, that Susam keeps showing up. That kicker Sean Susam, that's <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. I just get a kick out of that. I've seen him like well, a million times. Um, I don't know what to make of this one. Uh, I, I don't think the Vikings win on the road in Baltimore. That just sounds like climbing a mountain right there. I won't say Mount Everest because Baltimore's not exactly playing like a great team right now. They didn't get this. They didn't sack Roethlisberger once yesterday. Defensive, the uh, their defense just not quite as threatening. They didn't force a turnover against the Steelers either. So, uh, but I, I I can't see the Vikings beating Joe Flacco. He's not a spectacular quarterback, but he's certainly clutch. He's always been battle tested. He's been battle tested since he was a rookie. I mean, he won playoff games on the road as a rookie. So that's why I've always been always been a guy that says, you know what, Baltimore Ravens are going to do something, and Joe Flacco is a legit quarterback, because I've always seen this from the guy, that he, when he was winning playoff games on the road as a rookie, and then the next year won playoff games on the road, and the next year won playoff games on the road, obviously, to me, Baltimore is a team and uh, to, to worry about long term in this league, and that's why they ultimately won the Super Bowl last year. Clearly they're playing like they're playing like the team that lost the Super Bowl this year with a six and six record, but they're still barely hanging on. Kind of New York Giants esque type of year. <laughs> uh Flacco's been eh, well, he's he's got the yardage this year, almost three thousand yards, but fourteen interceptions with versus fifteen touchdowns, quarterback rating career low, seventy eight point five. It's kinda ridiculous, you know, after a nice huge contract to perform this poorly. Mm. Um, obviously, losing a losing a, a guy that I absolutely adore in Enquon Bolden, just adore him. Happy he went to San Francisco at least, but um, which is the other Harbaugh, of course. We know that already. Uh, yeah, you lose a weapon like that; it doesn't help. But it's not like he lost like a super duper star receiver. But um, he has other solid receivers there in Baltimore. But again, a down year for him. At the same time, though. I can't pick the Vikings to win in Baltimore. It doesn't make any sense. Baltimore is going to stay alive. They obviously have something to play for here in a big way. They want to stay alive for the playoffs. Maybe make a small last-ditch effort at uh, at uh, a repeat. Last-ditch effort at a possibility of a repeat. Some type of miracle run. You, you never know. They pulled off a pretty miracle run last year, didn't they? They beat a lot of good teams, taking out Denver on the road. And you know what? I think Baltimore could do it again. Especially if it's cold out. Because <laughs> Peyton Manning's not going to win if it's cold out. And windy and all that. So he's not going to win in the playoffs, folks. I'm I, really, really beginning to think Denver's not going to no Super Bowl. And i got a really good idea who's going to go right now. I've got a really strong idea who's going to go. And that would be the number two seed in the AFC. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: you can look that up. I'll get to that later as we progress. Um, Baltimore, though, Is I keep bouncing around like a freak. It's going to be good enough to beat the Vikings on the road, I got to think. It's mostly because they have something to play for. But at the same time, Flacco's always been clutch. He's a decent quarterback. The Vikings cannot stop a decent quarterback. You have a guy like Ray Rice who can do it all type of thing. Minnesota Vikings do not have a Pittsburgh Steelers type of defense, even though the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't the Steelers anymore the, they're, they're the steel matadors, not the steel curtain, but, (laughs) but their defense has improved a little bit, and of course, they always have their pride against Baltimore, their true arch rival, just like Minnesota Green Bay, you know, Vikings defense looked a little bit better against Green Bay than it did against, than it did against, uh, (laughs) Josh McCown in his 300-yard game yesterday, plus, 300-plus yard game, um, no, I just think Baltimore is too good, too many weapons, too much to play for and on the road. Uh Matt Castle will probably start going into this one to make things and and it it'll be interesting for a while. It just depends if Baltimore's defense can if they can fluster him, it's it's over obviously. Matt Castle's not the kind of guy that responds well to a strong defense. Um Baltimore's defense is kind of hit and miss. Like some days they play well, some days they don't, and that's a big reason why they are 6 and 6 and not, you know, like 8 and 4 or something which uh, you know I, I would have thought they had a chance to be this year but nah, they're not they're not going to repeat as any Super Bowl champion there's just no way <laughs> if they do it'd be a, quite a miracle uh, I think Baltimore's going to win in this game 24 to 17 24 to 17 Baltimore wins this one that um, uh, yeah Minnesota's going to wind up with 17 in this game I think Adrian Peterson will get something on the ground, he'll he'll do all right. Ray Rice, excuse me, I'm talking about the wrong team here, Uh, Pittsburgh's running back, was managed to get about 73 yards on the ground, so uh, I think Adrian Peterson can continue to run well, obviously the Vikings are pretty much out of the playoff, obviously yeah, they're out of it, obviously Uh, LeVon Bell was pretty effective against Baltimore for his standards, Almost almost five yards a carry, so there's going to be a lot of a lot of game on the ground. It's it's ball. It's it's outdoor stadium. It's it's probably getting pretty cold by now. It's December, obviously. Yeah, in fact, I'm pretty sure it is. You're going to see a lot of running game and a little bit of uh, Matt Castle. He, I don't think he's going to play as well against Baltimore that he did against uh, Chicago. I don't think there's any way he will. So that's another big thing right there. Twenty four seventeen. Baltimore defeats Minnesota. We'll be right back after this to talk about, well, to to talk with you guys. You guys could talk about the game and the Vikings in general. Fan interaction. Facebook page, Twitter account, and of course the phone lines. We will open up with a call. A uh, belated call, unfortunately, because it was my fault last week, (laughs) from Brent Jacobson right after this.
0: Yeah, this calls for Joey. Brent here. Uh, calling in on Friday before the Packers game. My video rant outside the offensive line did happen because, gee, what a surprise. Seattle rain. And then I also couldn't really find a parking spot. And there we were a few other things I wanted to see in the town before the end of the of that day, Monday. So, enough about that, I guess. Beautiful town. Shoot, if I'd known Sebastian were out there, I might have tried to hook up with him for a beer if he's of age. Uh, anyways, enough of that. It. I honestly hope. Honestly, I don't want anything to do with Menzel. I just. Picture him as another T-Bowl, great college quarterback, and not so much in the pros. If we can't get Bridgewater, then I would like to see us trade back, get someone like Aaron Murray or David Fales, Aaron Murray of Georgia, David Fales of San Jose State. Both are kind of unheralded. It. A little bit less heralded quarterbacks in the college ranks. And then, stockpile picks like all the good teams do, you know? Anyways, uh, this week, I hate to say it, but I hate, I really freaking hate to say this, but I, I I, hate, I hope the Packers beat us. Excuse me while I throw up, I think. In the words of a previously mentioned radio bit, this team's terrible. This team is terrible. I tell you, terrible. Anyways, thank you, Joey. Yeah, it's us draft pick, I guess. What the heck? Keep up the good work in the show, Joey. You rock. Bye.
1: And, as always, I thank you so much for that call, Brent Jacobson. Very, very cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, what's great about that call, for the most part, it wasn't really as post-dated in terms of uh, um, past date or whatever. In terms of the content, it's kind of cool, you know, or, or yeah, I talked about the draft a little bit. So, but yeah, Seattle... I'm um, very ironic about Seattle in so many ways. How, Yeah, it's just weird. How, what's what's going on with Seattle, Seattle, Seattle with everybody all of a sudden? Yeah, um, I'm really beginning to think they're going to win the Super Bowl, folks. Just got to throw that out there really early. I'm really, really beginning to think Seattle's going to win the Super Bowl. I, they look unbeatable right now. They're, they're going to be like 15-1 and one or something the way they're going. I mean, it's... Huh. No one's going to beat Seattle at home. And if someone does, I would be stunned. The only team that maybe might, and that's that 49ers, in my humble opinion. All right, um, Sebastian, it's just ironic how Sebastian moved to Seattle. Uh, Brent Jacobson was in Seattle, and congratulations on the new job, by the way. Just want to give you a nice positive shout-out. Since you were kind enough to say I rock and uh, love the show and all that stuff, I want to say you rock as well, Brent, and... um, congratulations on the new job at Wells Fargo. So maybe I shouldn't say the name of the company, but, eh, well, everybody's heard of it. So (laughs) there's a billion Wells Fargo's. So congratulations, buddy. Just want to say that um, sincerely. Um, But, yeah, Sebastian moving to Seattle, it's just crazy to think that um, how, and uh, nothing wrong with that, how at the same time as I mentioned on the last show, a big shout-out, huge shout-out to one of my all-time best friends, Paul Tuniverse Kenneth. Who's uh, moving to Seattle? Uh, very, very sad for me to see him go. Uh, at the same time, I I understand. Sometimes people just want to move on or and such. And possibly with the Sebastian's uh, career and such in the Navy, just want to say good good luck to both of you, Sebastian and Paul. Really, really want to say that in a big way. Sebastian, maybe uh, via Skype. We, we I really should have him on the show. You know, really should at some point. Um, I feel, I'd really feel bad that I haven't had Sebastian or Justin Day on the show, to be honest. Uh, Justin Day wanted to be on earlier, and then I was saying, oh, actually, Dylan's going to be on. And at the same time, the tough part always has been, I re- usually record late because of my uh, my work schedule, is what it is. But at times when it's not the mowing season, I might be able to sneak in at least part of the show in the mornings. I might be able to throw that in, like say if it's uh, uh, with a co-host, I might do that. Generally, if it's solo, I like to record at night, and even with co-hosts, at times I like to record at night as well. But um, huge shout out to Sebastian and Paul. Paul's obviously heading to Seattle. Sebastian already there. (laughs) I hate rain, hate it with a passion. But I'm sure that. But I hear all the technology is really cool there, and just everything's cool about it. So, and of course, now they have a legitimate football team in a huge, massive way, without a doubt. All right, let's continue. Uh, Johnny Manziel, you don't want Johnny Manziel, very debated figure, and in fact, the most debated figure of the 2014 draft. Um, not sure what to say right now. It's it's tough. I'd like to believe if the Vikings got Johnny Manziel that he would blow up into something here. You're comparing him all the way down to Tim Tebow. Wow, uh, wow, that's a huge, huge drop off in uh, you know, from college to pros <laughs> in that category. I think Johnny. I personally think Johnny Manziel possesses more football talents than a Tim Tebow, but that's one man's opinion. Um, uh, uh, We'll see. It's all a we'll see. I uh, can't compare anybody right now. It's so hard. But I was about to compare, like, well, Drew Brees was small and he got taken in the first round and he blew up. That's what I'm saying. Can't compare anybody right now in that category. Uh, unlike the overly positive, it's almost better to compare overly negative and then see them do better. So sometimes that's better to do it that way. I kind of hear you about the draft pick there, Brent, in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, Bridgewater's the most sure thing. And when we've been winning these games and the other teams have been winning, the teams that were behind us, it's like, man, so much for getting that top pick, huh? Uh, it's still possible, but it's getting more and more unlikely. Freaking watch Houston get Bridgewater now. Ah oh, man, you know that's the one thing they need is a, is a legitimate quarterback because Matt Chop ain't it. Because I got to think those other pieces on the defense and such, and they still have Johnson and um, uh, uh, what the, you know they have all that talent. It's unbelievable. Arian Foster, man alive, they could really be a super team if they got a legit quarterback to go with them. Ah uh, man, oh, man. I like the little Carl Gerbschmidt imitation there as well. That was cool. The, the table, yeah, the Packers, the Packers are table. They really are, and Vikings have been as well most of the time. But at sometimes they look a little better when I guess <laughs> Matt Castle's in there, the King of the Castle, Castlevania Two. That's what yesterday was. Yesterday was Castlevania Two, but that won't be the title of the show this time. I figured if Matt Castle stayed in there after the Pittsburgh game and uh, we beat the uh, surging Carolina Panthers. It would have been Castlevania 2. The now-surging Carolina Panthers at the time, the 0-3 Panthers, would have been called Castlevania 2. But no, that wasn't the case. Panthers might actually be a legit threat for somebody in the NFC this year. Watch out. Okay, let's move on here. Um, thank you again for the call, and always welcome anybody to call, including Sebastian Balls. One, I'm going to give one more shout-out to Anthony from L.A. I really hope you're still out there and listening. And if you are, please call in at some point. Really miss you. I mean, it's been way too long. Really hope he hasn't uh, taken off and said this show sucks or something or he's just, like, sick of the Vikings. I don't know what it is. Uh, It's one of those things, like, what are you going to do anyway? You you can't win anyway these days with anybody, can you? (laughs) You really can't. Um, I'll leave that alone about somebody on Twitter at one point. Mm, You just can't freaking win. Um, Brent Jacobson comparing this year's Vikings to the 2012 Chiefs minus the murder suicide. It's yikes. Yeah, it's time to call Mary Maids over to Winter Park because there needs to be a major house cleaning. Yes, big time line right there by Brent Jacobson. We'll keep that in the clay for uh, possible star rating because <laughs> there isn't too much interaction this week. It's gotten a little quiet. Um, here we go. Uh, no. I'll go to these post ones. Well, no, I'll get to this one really quick. I was mentioning how it's Cyber Monday and (laughs) how Purple Mafia shows on the internet. Don't forget to download and subscribe to the show on iTunes as episode 157 will be recorded and released Monday night. Yes, or Tuesday morning early. (laughs) Malcolm Maxween, who um, I'll mention again in a second, he said, uh, can't wait, both teams... Really tried their best to lose this one. <laughs> thank you for the love there, Malcolm. And also, yes, they really did uh, try to lose, didn't they? It was kind of funny. Mark Carlson throwing in a thank to Joey as well. Malcolm, kind enough to give me a uh, five-star rating on iTunes. Really appreciate that, Malcolm. And it said what he had to say. Really cool. Really thank you very much, Malcolm, for what you had to say on iTunes. Um, so... Give you a big shout-out right there. A guaranteed star will be coming your way. I'll see which one here in a second, but a guaranteed star for that. Those of you out there, please do, please do give me a rating on iTunes, a five-star rating if you could. Or, well, it doesn't have to be five. It could be four. Could could even be three, as long as it's not one or two. But give me a nice rating on iTunes, and that would be oh-so-terrific. And you will be mentioned on air. Absolutely. And you will very likely be given one of the three stars as well. But now, back to the actual Facebook page, and I should mention how to get there also. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Also on the Twitter account, it is at Purple Mafia Show. Very simple. Like and follow the two accounts if you could. Like the Facebook page, follow the Twitter account. All right. Uh... Just a couple more posts on the Facebook. So, pretty quiet week, which is okay. We can keep uh, moving on here. Tony Coleman. Here we go. He's looking for a back-to-back gold star here with what he's saying. (laughs) I know the Vikings are in the hunt for a good draft pick, but I'm always rooting for a win. I just can't be disappointed when they win, especially when they win a game like this one. Skull P.S. Anyone think Rhett Ellison is in trouble after today's blunders? You know he is. Um... And my stupid butt didn't even mention the Tavares Jackson <laughs> Memorial. It's probably good that I just saved it for this part anyway. So, Red Ellison and Chris Cook. Red Ellison and Chris Cook tie. A tie, ladies and gentlemen, for the Tavares Jackson Memorial. Without a doubt, it is Red Ellison and Chris Cook a tie for the ultimate dishonor on the Purple Mafia show. Congratulations on another lousy game for Chris Cook and... Red Allison, what the hell? Uh, Mark Carlson saying Monday morning, I checked the headlines on ESPN, and yep, a Viking victory. Just making sure what I watched yesterday was real. For example, Minnesota's Minnesota defense playing well late in the game, and for the team looking more like a team. Well, except for Cook. What the hell was he thinking? Maybe he is not on the same planet as the rest of the team. Give him the Tavares Jackson Memorial. See how both of you guys... Teamwork right there. Teamwork. <laughs> also, hey, look, maybe Shanahan will be looking for work next year. Is that a possible replacement for Fraser? Skoll. Mark from Iowa. Um, years ago, I would have said, jump on it, jump on it, Shanahan. Now, nah, Mike Shanahan. That, that ship has sailed, uh, Mark. That ship has sailed, in in my opinion. That's one man's opinion. Um, There's always a possibility of things. Shanahan with an Adrian Peterson, a la Terrell Davis, might be a good thing. Unfortunately, there is no John Elway, of course, to go along with that. So, that's another missing component in that uh, concoction. So (laughs) uh, Mike Shanahan, definitely not high on my list of possible head coaching replacements, even though he is One hell of a big name. So, a final post here. It's something I wanted to start as a topic starter. I put, simply put, alright everyone, easy topic starter. Chris Cook, your thoughts. So these will all be quick one-liners. Trey Buckholtz saying gone. Daryl Smith saying buh-bye-bye. Nuisance. So probably bye-bye-bye from InSync. Hate that band. But anyhow, uh, Chad Smith saying bye-bye. Greg Crinky saying, soon to be unemployed. Brent Jacobson saying, bye-bye. So it's funny how the uh, very common place here as we continue is just simply get him out of here. He's done. Tony Coleman with a with a bit uh, extra to say here, saying he's a bit of a chump and how idiotic you have to be to grab an official's uniform. Not only that, but he gently shoved him. What was he thinking? I don't think he'll be around much longer. See, there again, that's the uh, very common thread right there that he's not coming back. Trey Buckholtz saying maybe he'll make an okay safety. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Tony Coleman saying if he's not assaulting refs or getting arrested. Boy, this got a lot more activity than I thought. Uh, Ken Demer saying so. He got kicked out of the game for that. Listen, I understand you're not supposed to touch the officials, but that's ridiculous. The refs sucked in that game. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's start Thomas saying one word, garbage. Kelly Dalton Garza saying, should know better, he got burned and they made a great play. Walk it off and get back to the line. It sure was not the ref's fault. That one, probably not. No, that <laughs> he just got beat. And yeah, good thoughts there, Kelly. Mark Carlson saying, there is no room in this league for a player like that other than the locker room. <laughs> Wanda shepherd saying get rid of him, not worth the hassle or trouble. Matthew Kyle saying he's not, he's been nothing but unproductive, cut him. Ryan Anderson, he'll be a Seahawk next season. woo hoo zing! Oh, that's funny. Oh, boy, I don't know if the, he has, well, with all the arrests with the Seahawks and this and that, and suspension and all that crap. Yeah, Antoine Winfield's not coming back, so, hmm. Anyhow, Brett McCarthy finishing this line of Talk with Cut Him. Very, very cool thoughts, everybody. That was cool. I figured let's start a little conversation about Chris Cook. You know, let's uh let's 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 do a little ripping if you guys want. You're, I mean the door is open and you guys took it. Good job to all of you. Very, very cool. Indeed. Yes. So let's get into Twitter. Twitter. At Purple Mafia Show. As I mentioned before, Dave Martin with the the nice barrage of comments. Yep, always very cool to hear from him. Awesome stuff. He's, he's going to be getting a star this week, no doubt. Uh, he says, right now the crackers are like us, but in green and gold, all we need is a quarterback. Oh, <laughs> and a new defense and GM and head coach, and ah! <laughs> uh, he's saying, I see a When did AP and Toby are going to run and run some more? If I'm wrong, great draft position. Still good continuing well we we cannot move the ball so far where the where the hell is freeman i don't get it not sure if the vikings football not sure if i get vikings football anymore Woo. It's good to see ponder holding onto the ball way too long got to hope the ponder era ends soon frustration that's one word for it could use many others that and uh, that are rude yep. uh, i said something along the lines there I was saying I wouldn't surprise me with the Vikings. One, um, yeah, I was just saying oh, it's frustrating. Where the hell is Freeman? Yeah, yep, definitely. Justin and Rochester saying, yep, that's of course Justin Day saying your boy Greenway actually makes it makes a play. Then it's then it is for not. Yep, ah, that's stupid. Mm. Who was it again? Blanton, Blanton. Yep, that's that's another Tavares Jackson possibility there. Mm. Justin. Responding to what I had to say, trying to see where I said. Yep, I say way to throw way to throw away an interception with another dumb penalty. it's said funky game so far, and Justin saying that is a friendly way of putting it. Dave Martin saying Castle's not great, but who the who in the hell in the Vikings brain trust thinks CP7 gives us the best chance to win? Oh, you know what? You know what? That's gold star. Yep, that is a gold star right there. Mm-hmm. That's a gold star right there. That yep, Dave Martin. Gold star. Gold star, gold star, gold star. Yep. Finally got one. And he should have brought one a while ago, but <laughs> he got one now. There you go. Um he's saying, are they tanking the season? Keeping CP seven in if he starts next week. Got to be a plot thinkings. Yeah, that's getting weird, isn't it? All kinds of stuff. Uh, I gotta write this. Gold star for Ellison deserves player of the week. Oh my god, Bears missed a field goal. Oh, they have fireworks left. That's probably the gold star statement of the week, because that's hilarious. That's the gold star. Yep, we'll give him for that one, but overall Dave Martin gets the gold star for all these amazing comments. Very cool. Thank you so much, Dave Martin. Always cool stuff, funny stuff to say, but good, accurate stuff as well in a lot of ways. Um, Malcolm, let's see, what was I going to give, oh man, I'm getting, I'm confusing myself. I am going to give a Bronze Star to Kelly Dalton Garza, if she's listening, I hope she is, so Kelly, Bronze Star, Malcolm Silver Star, for all the cool stuff he's been saying, and of course, the, uh, the iTunes, very cool, thank you so much. All great comments though, guys, nobody with a bad comment, no doubt about it. All right, so that will conclude the fan interaction. I always thank all of you for talking and interacting with me. And I really want to say this in closing on this show, before I get to the contact details one last time, because that's usually how we end every show in the podcasting world. Um, I want to say God bless all of you that have been (laughs) hanging on to me and hanging on to Purple Mafia week by week, despite this frustrating season and the, the way the team isn't making any sense. Because obviously the numbers are going to be down. The, the fan base, the fan base is bored. The fan base is disinterested, and some of it's bandwagon as well. Obviously, that's going to happen with any team in any sport. There's going to be bandwagon fans that just leave, and then they come back when the team's playing well. Um, record numbers when the 49ers or the Vikings beat the 49ers. with Christian Potter having the best game of his career. The fan base was rejuvenated, and bam, there was a sign of what Purple Mafia could be. If this team were to play better, so I just want to say God bless all of you right now because this is the base right here. This is the base, the trunk, the roots, the roots of Purple, the Purple Mafia show. And I really want to thank all of you for sticking to the show for as long as you have. And <clears throat> hopefully, there. Hope, hopefully, the base grows. The base grows. It's nice to have the bandwagon fans on board too, but I hope the base grows. That's obviously a big thing. Uh, tell your friends if you can. Uh, if you've already told as many as you can tell, no problem. I understand. You know, I mean, there's only so many people that'll just, that'll listen. I mean, people at times, they just don't want to because the team stinks or or they have some type of complex that they just, I, I don't listen to podcasts. I just don't. Well, maybe you should. If you want good radio, sometimes podcasts are better because they stay on topic. Purple Mafia is a Viking show. It's not a show where I'm going to talk about I I took, well, I I don't have a kid, but just imagining, I took my kid to karate class this morning. That has nothing to do with the Vikings. Nothing. And all regular radio does that crap all the time. So, just letting you know. But, I am open to just stories and stuff like that. And if you guys want to tell stories, and I'm always open to telling stories as well. Maybe you guys like stories at times. (laughs) Like the time I went to the Vikings game against the Atlanta Falcons and it was just like, literally nothing went right the whole game, and me and my brother, just the, the looks in our eyes, when Tavares Jackson made one really dumb play and another, <laughs> just the looks in our eyes, when we turn our heads to look at each other, it was hilarious, so that's just, a, that's just a small story, I should come up with something better later on, but that that was a pretty entertaining game in that sense, but a very frustrating one for all of us Viking fans who wanted a a better fate than we had in that night. That was something else. 2008 Atlanta Falcons game. I even did a show about that long, long ago. But, of course, I had a terrible microphone, bad audio back then. And uh, to this day, if those of you are still listening from back then, <clears throat> I apologize for the horrible audio in that first year. I should have apologized like a thousand times for that. <laughs> well, again, Purple Mafia is available on the thesportstuff.com. Always appreciate you. For list, uh, always appreciate you listening. Do check out the website. Do click on that big giant Amazon square. Maybe some of you are going to be shopping online. Yeah, well, Cyber Monday is going to be over by uh, at this point. In fact, it is now, unfortunately, because burning the midnight oil. But um, do click on that black Amazon box for your Christmas shopping, Hanukkah, whatever it is. Uh, do click on that big Amazon box, and then just do your Amazon shopping like you normally do. All you have to do is click on the box on the sportstuff.com like the commercial said earlier, and there you go, of course, that was Dylan Richardson's voice, um, easy way to support the show, easy way to support the show, it's just, uh, yeah, that's all you gotta do, is click on that, and then do your regular shopping on Amazon, there's no real work to that, at all, so, just letting you know, very simple way to help, if you really like this show, um, yep, also, of course, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, for, uh, for Facebook, of course, click like, Follow at Purple Mafia Show on there would be oh so terrific, and uh, well we got a little bit of uh, snow coming this week. Everyone stay safe. Hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving and uh, enjoy the Christmas season. Be careful out there <laughs> and all that. Uh, I, I I hate crowds, but luckily I haven't had to deal with it too much yet. So. Uh, As other people may say, stay classy. (laughs) Yeah, stay classy, obviously, during this season. Stay Christmassy. Stay whatever you like. But just be good about it. All right, thank you, everybody. We'll be back next week to talk about the Vikings and Baltimore Ravens.